Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Wednesday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Conan, Dennis Dick with you this morning. Uh, what's on our radar? Well, the Slack uh, Salesforce deal finally went down last night, so we'll talk about the market's reaction to that. There's a bunch of secondary offerings. We'll talk about those as well. Some movers in the pre-market session, Workhorse is moving, so I'm sure we'll hit that. Uh, and there are a bunch more stocks on our list that we'll get to throughout the show. Today's guest is Jeff Hirsch. He is a chief market strategist at Probabilities Fund Management. He's also the editor-in-chief of the Stock Traders Almanac. He would join the show at 8.35, give us his thoughts on the market and some upcoming seasonality trades, if seasonality is even a thing in 2020. Who knows at this point? Uh, I want to remind you all in our chat to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. We appreciate that. Joel, give us a recap here. How are we doing in the overnight session? Uh, We're in the red here today, Spencer. Uh, Not, uh, I guess, a a decent amount here. 12 and a quarter. Made a new all-time closing high yesterday. And that all-time closing high comes in at... 36.60.50 36.60.50 pre-market high just above that pre-market low 42.50 uh not seeing a lot down there uh actually yesterday's blowback slow quite a bit lower than that so we'll see if we can get back a little bit of yesterday's gains which we we're always already doing uh crude that's in the red by 12 cents here at 44.43 uh, gold trying to have two updates in a row up 470. It uh, we'll call it five bucks at 1823.90. Silver bucking the trend here that's down six cents at 24.03. And Bitcoin, well, we're kind of quiet today, we're only down 35 dollars at 19,240. Uh, Triple D, I know you were tweeting last. I don't if you tweeted less and Do traded more. You would probably make more money. I know. I have complaints. I don't tweet enough. I tweeted like five times last night. That's like a record for me. Usually it's like one tweet a day, but I tweeted like five times last night. I was tweeting important information. I tweeted the fuel cell pricing, which Charles gave us way before it was officially announced. Charles was here in 650 to seven and it does come in at 650. I don't know. What else do I tweet? I don't even remember. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't <laughs> useless fo- stuff. I don't. I don't follow. Mostly everybody. uselessness. Yeah, I don't. Um, you don't follow me, children. But you know me. what you don't do, and which I really like. Like what? you don't tweet like what you had for breakfast and what you had for lunch. I could, and, I, some, I could do that. And I'm going, or like I'm going to work out. I mean, you know what? Who really cares? You know, if I mean, I talk about it on the show and probably nobody cares. <laughs> we do. Joe's like, I swear. But I don't tweet it out. Like, <laughs> oh boy, you know, look at this. This is, I just, uh, I just raked my leaves. Look at all my leaves in my backyard. Like, what do you eat for breakfast? What do I eat for breakfast? Yeah. Uh, I, I eat a variety of things. I make an awesome breakfast sandwich. I have a variety of ways I can make it. English muffin. Sometimes I put uh, some a little bit of sometimes crab meat, sometimes sausage. Crab for breakfast. Crab Holy. meat. Imitation crab meat. It's oh. a little bit healthier. Uh, yogurt. English muffins. It's like the highlight of my day, basically. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's- okay. <laughs> so I, um, Dennis, you- what do you have, Dennis? Do you have Wheaties? I'm the same thing every single morning. I take I took the Jeremy Newsom challenge and I am vegan till noon. That's why I say vegan till noon. I have a <laughs> vegan smoothie in the morning and then I don't have anything else until 12 o'clock and then I can eat whatever the hell I want. So my lunch is non-vegan. So I basically have a vegan breakfast. I put so, same thing in it every morning. I put banana, frozen berries, wow, avocado, because avocado is good for you. 
need a little bit of healthy fats. I have, um, it's, it's like a vegan powder that's got some protein in it. And I'd be short to two. I'll go a short little bit two, of juice with a little bit of water. I'm going short to two twenty. And spinach. Now. I put spinach in there too. Oh man, I'm going Logan short. Me in I'm there? going short to two. Yeah. I'm going short. I don't to lose any weight because I don't move. So my diet is actually okay. It's because I don't exercise enough. I try to stay under a thousand steps a day because I don't think it's healthy <laughs> under, to go over. You try to stay under. <laughs> yeah, I try to stay under a thousand. I have my stepper on. <laughs> I try to stay under a thousand steps a day. It's not healthy to go over a thousand. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm a heart right. condition. Come on. He's really upset now. He doesn't know what the hell to do. Okay. He's gonna call Jason and say, Jason. "I'm not upset. I'm not upset." Um, we can go to the the Slack Salesforce deal. We can go to the, all the offerings last night. Yeah, let's go Salesforce. Sure. Okay, so it. this is interesting, and it's always funny when these deals are a little bit complex, right? So in this case, it's a cash and stock deal, and you can tell it's complex because the market didn't quite know what to do with the headline. If Joel pulls up like the, like if you look at like the one minute chart, you'll see what I'm talking about. But it, it, because it involved some math, they, they, they weren't quite- <laughs> It involved grade one math. Right, well, yeah, yeah. But they're like, is it good? Is it bad for, for Slack? We don't really know. Anyway, uh, here's the details of the deal. Salesforce is going to buy Slack. It's $26.79 uh, per share in cash plus 0. 0.0776 shares of salesforce stock too complicated it gets complicated so right. what you got to do let's do the grade one math lesson you need to take your closing price of salesforce to get what the actual price of the deal was 241.35 times that give us the ratio again 0. 0. Set point zero seven seven six seven seven six and that gets you eighteen dollars and seventy two cents and then you take the eighteen dollars and seventy two cents and you add it on to the twenty six point seven nine uh cash price and that gets you what the deal was valued as about forty five dollars and fifty one cents so forty five fifty but crm they throw the curveball at you is down fourteen dollars so you're going to be lower than that so obviously for every dollar that crm falls now salesforce got to fall or slack's got to fall seven cents seven and a half cents so when it falls $14 times seven and a half cents, that's how much you got to fall today from where you were before. And then obviously you got to price in the discount for the risk that the deal doesn't go through. And they're getting you a price about forty three thirty. So you're trading about a buck below where the takeout price is, which, you know, is a little bit of, it's not much time premium of money anymore. So you don't have to worry that much because the interest rates are zero for the most part, but that's how you do it. I, I, I have a hot take here. I think, so you know how they, they always sell, it was punish stocks for buying another company, right? They always yeah. that Salesforce is down today. This my hot tank is this is the most inefficient part of the market. Because look what Salesforce did. They just reported a amazing quarter. They blew yeah. away estimates and they raised their guidance for the quarter and for the year. It was an awesome quarter. And yet the stock is down because they're buying another company. Give me a break. This company pretty Salesforce, big premium though. Salesforce yeah. is, is is printing money right now. Benny, oh, believe me, I know. Benioff was on Mad Money last <laughs> night. He couldn't stop bragging about himself and the company. So it's kind of gagging, actually, just to listen to Benioff. He's always like that. He's on there just telling how awesome his company is. And I mean, it's one thing you should talk about your employees, you know, and how you know they're doing a good job. And yeah, our company is doing well. Like the Take Two CEO is modest. You get the Benioff, he is the opposite of modest. He sits on there and has to brag about his company for 10 minutes, saying even the people, the customers, he says that the people who use his products, the customers of Salesforce are better companies for using Salesforce products. He went as far to say that too. So, I mean, it's a little bit gagging, but like you were saying, maybe he's got, you know, this is correct because Salesforce has done a lot of good things here. So I can't honestly stand listening to Benioff, but... With that being said, company's been he's done a great job with it. And you know, maybe we should just look at it as lack of modesty aside. Um, this company's, you know, been a really good stock for a long time. And on the dip here at 227, I, I I could get on board with you. I could get on board with you nibbling on some Salesforce. Yes. yes. Get on should board we with- apply the NAT ind- indicator um, to this stock? What's um, that? Uh, what was that guy? NAT. We were talking about oh, that. Oh, the the CEO from NAT. Yeah, remember the, he when he was on Bad Money, he was he, now that guy was awesome. I don't know what his name was, but he was from where was he? Somewhere you know, northern Europe there, like the what what is it up there, like Iceland or something? But it's not I nor 
Norton. The, the Nordic countries are Norway. Well, Nordic American tankers. So there you go. So you know where boats Norway, he is. Finland and Sweden. Yeah. So anyway, and he was on Mad Money. And that was the best Mad Money interview ever. And he trumped Benioff big time, man. He was bragging so much about his company. He's like, we're raking it in, man. <laughs> right on Mad Money. I was like, this is the best interview ever. Stock was going, and that's when it topped out. It was the next day at $8. If you look at the chart, that was the very, very top. You see that big spike? That's the Mad Money. We're raking it in spike when it went to $9. If you bring up NAT back in like March. But the interview was just hilarious. I was laughing through the whole thing. I was like, that's the best one ever. I've never seen anybody, a CEO, come on and say, we're raking it in. <laughs> there it is, so, right there on the Norway, chart. Norway. Yeah, CEO brags about. Oh, I can't spell. Better get that off there. Uh, yeah, anyways, that's the, that's the Mad Money top there. I think you but guys are... maybe has a you know maybe he's got a little bit more <laughs> reasons to brag because NAT. I mean, it was doing well when oil went negative because they needed a place to store all the oil and they had the tankers. That was the oil negative top for NAT, the one company that benefited from negative oil. Well, I guess there's a lot of companies that would benefit from negative oil, but the one company that can actually take advantage of negative oil prices. So this is going to fill the gap. I'm not touching this here. You CRM? guys can buy it. Yeah. You guys can buy it at 228. Where's it going? Uh, Tell me where to buy. 211. 211. Mm-hmm. All the way down to 211. Eh? Yep. 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 Oh, a little bit. I remember a... JP Morgan. No, no, not 211. No, 218.36. Because you got a gap between 249.47 and 218.35. So 218.36, there's my bid in CRM. Got another 10 bucks to go. Don't do it today, Dennis. I don't want to hear you complaining about it. Listen, tomorrow. though, the last time you told me not to buy the stock on oh, the now was you're JP telling- Morgan Whale Trade. And JP Morgan was $35. And I was like, I'm just going to put some of this JP Morgan in my long term account. Jill's like, don't do it. It's going to 30. And it, Went down like thirty two or thirty three, and didn't get to thirty, and now it's one hundred and nineteen dollars. So I tried. Yeah, to save you couldn't buy a it. A couple other- of bucks, because <laughs> uh, Mr. Alcon told me I could save myself a couple of bucks, and I missed the entire run. So I mean, if you like CRM for the next twenty five years, then don't try to save yourself. Yeah, you, know, you haven't brought up the J.P. Morgan story in a long time. I'm I still thought. mad at you for that. I, I don't have. I never got it back. Yeah, and you couldn't buy it at any oil. other price. There were no other trades. It gapped no, up. No, I had to buy it at 35 that day. That was the only time I was going to buy it. And you talked me out of it. I tried, okay, I'll save myself a couple bucks. And I he's never right. got the stock. I, I, I admit he's right for once. <laughs> he's right for once. <laughs> Although you're down a few bets on me too here. Okay. Oh, I don't do Wednesday that anymore. Bring a, rain us in here, Mr. Israel. Bring us back to the markets. All right, can we talk Pfizer for a quick second? Because it's not every day that a vaccine actually gets approved, and that is what happened in the UK. They have approved the Pfizer and BioNTech COVID vaccine, uh, and they, they're they going to start giving it to people in the next couple of weeks here. It's not every day that a vaccine gets approved, but it feels like every pre-market, <laughs> Pfizer's trading up a buck. And if you look at the chart from the last five days, it is. It's traded up every single day for like the last five days. Now you're starting to get into like this whole 41, 42. But you know the next one. You know the next one that's coming is going to get approved in the U.S. And then it's going to pop a buck or two on that too. So, I mean, the whole, you know, headlines here has been something positive. It seems like for it every day, driving it up every single morning. Um, you get near this high from, you know, I'm going to say the 4199 back from November the 9th when obviously we you know got the news that, hey, this vaccine's doing pretty good on the vaccine Monday. Um, I think you run into major resistance there. I am long Pfizer, long and strong, holding on to my Pfizer stock that I bought back in, I think, 2007. I'm going to hold on to that forever, but, or maybe never say forever. How much money are they going to make off this drug, Dennis? Probably nothing. Probably not much. It's not a big it's not a big difference maker for them, but it's a story, Joel. It's a story that's hot. And let's be honest here. Pfizer is not a cash crunch. Pfizer, you know, the dividend 3.73%. Pfizer that's makes nice. some money. What's a trade? What's a multiple on Pfizer, Spencer? Just Negative. forgetting about this. I mean, going trade 12, 13 five. times. Oh, less, I bet. Might be less. I'm going to the Benzinga Pro and find out for you. Uh, the four, It's not an expensive stock. Let's try that again. Give me 10 seconds. No, I, I'm looking for it too. Trying to beat you to it. I, it I'm, I'm back. Maybe they didn't have I, that great of a year I, I would, last year. I got I 25 times. Than you. It's not fair. Okay. I'm seeing a forward PE of 13. 13. Nice. Okay. I was guessing 13. Forward. 
not an expensive stock. I mean, some pharmaceuticals are like Gilead trade like four times so <laughs> when you don't have the growth. But, you know, Pfizer's got the story going in it right now. If I was in it for a trade, I'd ring the register forty one ninety nine. But I'm in it for the long term investing. I'm in it for the long term. Warren Buffett uh, style. 4143. Uh, that was your 415 high. So around four. So that, that was a little uh I don't know if it's even going to open over 41. I mean, clear out the book. I mean, you've been, you've been up here again. Um, it goes up every morning. I honestly had it on my sheet to buy it last night just because I figured it'd be up the next pre-market because that's what it's done for four days straight. Yeah. So, and I didn't do it. So just like extra shares just to you know have an overnight there and then sell them in the pre-market the next day. I mean, it's every single day it feel like this thing is up. In the pre market. Uh, I mean, if, if you're really interested in this thing, I think you might be able to get it around 4050 today. That was the high of yesterday's, yeah, yesterday. So that would be a gap fill. It was gapping, gapped up. Wow. One, two, three days in a row. So I don't know. A little top heavy here. Let's see if it can hold this. Already 75 cents off the pre market high. What about Gilead? Somebody just said buy Gilead. I, I don't. You know, I don't mind it actually here. I hated it there for a bit. I've hated it forever. But you know what? You got the value trade back on to a certain extent, and Gilead is the definition of a value stock. I know, you know, Room Desivere isn't getting far, but I mean, that shirt doesn't look that bad, Joel. It kind of looks like it's ready to maybe make a run for 65. Is there a trade in here, 61 to 65? Uh, I mean, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Just if you want to, if you want to wait, yeah, if you want to wait like six months. No, the dogs are barking right now. We've saw a lot of companies with lower P's go. You know what? I could get on board on the Gilead trade. I could get on board for a trade here, 61 to 65. I'll make a bet with you right now. No, I think no, it trades no, 65 no. before 57. It's 61 right now. Well, I, I'm, I'm getting bullish Gilead right now on the show live. I'm oh, actually wow. moved. I have no position. I might take a position here after the open. We'll see. I think there's uh, room to 65. Just to trade, though. Just to trade. Oh, man. Come on, Trendline. I don't know. I mean, man, I hate. I wish I could just. Trying to draw the downward trend. <laughs> no, no, come no. And take it, over I, your computer. I, no. Annotation live. Annotate. Here we go. Look. Oh, uh, here I am. Triple D drawing the trend line. Freehand. Oh, I got right through those bars. <laughs> I don't know if you're supposed to do it that way. Oh, God. Is D, that a messy D, <laughs> That is so messy. It reminds me of this trend. We line both now. suck at trends. We need to. It's so hard to, draw to do this. Spencer, what? you could draw. A I failed. We both failed art. Me and Joel. We there, can't draw a trend line. See, it's it's the it's the lift indicator, trend line indicator on Gilead. So that's why I'm not taking this. Out yeah. Anymore. Now my things over there. How do I get rid of this? Yeah, again? you got to clear, man. You got to. Uh, I don't know. Jeremy's texting me. Should I ask him right now? Uh, no. We need. We need to come on the show and start drawing the lines for us. Okay. More uh, I, I, it's breaking out. I mean, it could go. I mean, what do you get if, if you are taking a look at this long term? I mean, where's it going to go? 59 bucks. When you were talking about shortening going through 60, and I'm like, where's it going? You know, 59. Yeah, it's too much value there. The value came in. Yeah. The dividends yeah. there. I mean, it's but they need a drug. Four and a half percent dividend. That's a good dividend, but it is breaking dividend. this deep tread line. Yep. Yep. I like it right now, 61 to 65. I turned bullish today. You know what, Dennis? People do not want to hear about Gilead. No. You know what they want to hear about? They want to hear about fuel cell. That's yeah, what let's talk fuel cell. FCEL yeah. and holy mackerel. That's starting to look like that ACB chart, lo and behold. Remember what we were saying about a week ago? Eventually, the fuel cell is going to look like the ACB chart. It's the ACB indicator for fuel cell. Spencer, give us the details on why fuel cell is in the gutter. Yep, and I'm I'm gonna uh, grab the screen for one second, Joel, and I just want to uh, sure. bring up Benzinger Pro here. So th this is this is one of the beauties of Benzinger Pro. There's as Dennis mentioned at the top of the show, there was a bunch of offerings last night. Most of them were small, not that important, not relevant to us. The fuel cell offering is the big one. All you gotta do is go into the newsfeed and search for the word offering. And that's every single headline within a company. How many offerings there were right. last night? So this is here. This is 4 p.m. here. So uh, starting with Twist Bioscience, right? There, there was a dozen or so. Well, what's the big one? Well, it's the one that's in red, obviously. Uh, fuel cell offering to be priced at between six fifty and seven dollars uh, per share, somewhere in that range. Uh, and you can see that below that, the offering was of just under twenty million shares. So there we go. 
Uh, fuel cell, Jet Blue had, it was notable as well, but fuel cell is the big offering from last night and just under 20 million share offering somewhere in the high $6 range. And that's dilutive. It's not dilutive to the tune of 24%. So they're really slamming it, but they really had to price this one in the hole to get it done. And I believe we have official pricing coming out at 650. So props that, to that, that is official. If I had scrolled up, you would have seen that. that was props to Charles who shouted that out around just like 520. The stock was trading around 780. And he shouted out, hearing JP Morgan, we're hearing pricings between 650 and 7. And then it came in the low end of that at 650. So if you're so inclined to you know sell the stock on Charles' information there when he said he was hearing that. Um, you're getting out at 775, 780, and this morning you're back in at 680, so you're saving yourself a buck. Um, I tried to actually short this on the headline. The uptick rule was in there, so we were all ganged up trying to get short, and there was nothing to be had. Um, it actually it actually took quite a few seconds for it to start falling because only natural sellers can hit it when that uptick rule's in. So the uptick rule, it's called the alternative uptick rule. When a stock falls 10% in one day, then that the remainder of that day and the next day the stock is subject to the uptick rule and can't hit bids to get short so the only people who could hit the bid when it was when this news came out were people who actually owned the stock and it's piled on all the shorts like people like me there's like a bazillion shares to sell like 905 and then there's like 500 shares but 904 there's a bazillion shares to sell like 904 and then there's like 300 shares 903 and a bazillion they chase it all the way down like that for like a buck like a long ways. I gave up around 880 because I realized I'm not going to get short this thing. Didn't get any stock. I was participating with the bazillion shares, like, you know, the linebacker in football, they're ganging up and, you know, <laughs> building up. But anyways, that's how it works when you get the alternative uptick rule in it. Just You can short on an uptick, right? You yeah, can... you have to have, you have, you can't, okay, so the alternative uptick rule is different than the original uptick rule. You cannot hit the bid to get short. You actually don't have to have an uptick. Okay. If the offer, you know, if you're on the offer and, you know, the last tick was 689, you don't have to get, you know, if it was actually not an uptick, you can still get short. It's you can't hit the bid to get short. Got it. Got it. Got so it. you cannot like hit the, the actual bid. You have to get lifted. So who the hell's lifting an offer when there's an offering just coming out? Yeah. So it's really hard to get short. So that's, you know, the rule. So they put it in there. So the natural, the person who owned the shares that they were really savvy and on the headline could have actually got out of this at like nine bucks if they were really quick. There was time. I'm telling you, I was on the offer 904. It took probably a, probably a good 30 seconds before it was through, you know, 885, like before it was even down 20 cents last night. So if you're a long fuel cell, not paying attention to your Benzinga Pro headlines there, cost you some money last night because you kind of uh, got you, out. You, you mentioned football. Was that was that Canadian football that you were mentioning? Yeah, the extra, the extra 10 yards and the only three downs. And um, you guys have like five teams and two of them have the same name. I know you have to make fun of us for having two of the same names. That's Joel, you're Canadian. Work. I know he's half Canadian. He makes fun of the Canadians all the time. We like playing hockey and our football <laughs> league uh, doesn't have a lot of teams. Hey, Joel, pull the chart. Pull the chart. And, 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 uh, and, and uh, uh, maple syrup. Uh, are you a buyer at 650? Now? We tap all our maple trees right now. All of my maple trees in my yard are tapped, getting syrup. We 650? Like the syrup. Are you a buyer at 650? You know what? No, probably not. But I mean, if you're trading, that's probably where your floor is going to be. I don't know if it gets to 650. I don't think it gets all the way down there. In this case, this was a storied stock. It's still, you know, now it just got hammered in two days. I think you'll have some people trying to come in buy the dip on this thing. I mean, 650 is obviously your, your number now because that's where the offering price is. So that's where people who actually get the secondary price are marked from and then they're turning around probably trying to flip it. You know, that's what really drives it. The Arabs hit it down thinking, okay, yeah, maybe I can uh, participate in this thing, get some allocations at 650. And they also know, like people like me, that it's going to go down towards that price. It acts like a magnet. But because it was a storied stock, it probably bounces off of that. But again, you know, this is a tricky market environment. We just know, you know, when stocks go parabolic like fuel cell did, that eventually it's probably going to give it back. That's why I said when it was, you know, $10, and I know it went up to 1131 that day, but if you go rewind the show to the 24th, I said eventually this looks like the ACB chart. It will give it back, and it's going to be like halved of that. And the ACB did exactly that, went from 14 down to 7, but then it started rallying again. So maybe there's hope for you if you're using the ACB indicator, but I'm not jumping in fuel cell. Okay. They'll All just right. dilute you again next month. It seems yeah, like the stock has I, an offering every other month. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's support. That's a floor right now, trading at uh, trading at 691. Good segue into pot, though. Pot is hot. We're having Alan Broxstein on tomorrow, but man, oh, man, what's going on with these pot stocks today? Well, the uh, the UN is bullish, or I don't know if that's right to say. But anyway, the UN reclassified cannabis as a less dangerous drug. They have removed this, the, re- removed it from the Schedule Four list, so they're changing a classification that was in place since the '60s. So obviously, this is all moving towards federal legalization in the U.S. We're going there. It's not a question of if; it's a question of when. Is it going to be next year? Is it going to be the year after? Is it going to be in five years? We don't really know, obviously, but every step is an incremental step towards that eventual decision. And this is what's helping pot this morning. You know, they're only, what, 40 years or 50 years behind Ann Arbor, Michigan. They <laughs> who, they, they legalized it in, in the 60s. So they're only, yeah, just to mention another Michigan plug there. But, I mean, it's news. It's moving. It's popping oh. up, man. This ACB chart. I have some serious thoughts on this stuff. This this move just for sure, day, go ahead. day traders out there. So test this is the same as Tesla yesterday. You had a broken can you had an ugly candle and then you got some positive news that night which was obviously, you know, they were going to add the S&P, you know, to the S&P in one chunk. That's why I said yesterday on the show, I think you sell the rally in Tesla, it's down 30 bucks from there. I'm going to say the same thing. You had ugly candles in all these pot stocks yesterday. Now you get positive news driving a lot of them back up maybe some getting back you know half the losses from yesterday there's people who are caught i believe they will sell i believe that this rally i i'm gonna make a call here i think all these pot stocks that are trading up here this morning and a lot of them are trading up three four percent i think they all close red today so i would sell this and you know it's not just my hate for pot stocks it's just to the day traders there i would sell this short this is just my opinion but I, i think there's a trade here to sell this rally and you know recover you know when you get towards yesterday's lows or whatever just short-term trades but i think or maybe even not that i think i would just be selling i think this is a rally to sell in the pot stocks they've had a hell of a run you know and it's been like this laggards you know pot stocks been lagging forever and we know the laggards in last month have really picked it up and a lot of these canadian pot stocks have you know really you know picked it up as well but look at that chart from acb that was an ugly like take your profits and run yeah candle yesterday now you get some of it back and people are like oh you know, I bought this 1050. Thank you for giving my money back. So I think when we open, I think we start to leak. And I actually wouldn't be surprised if they give them all back. Uh, just keep an eye on your pre-market highs then. You know, if you're looking if you if for a potential target. Also, what was, uh, you can look at the close, not from yesterday so much since they're trading up, but look at the close, the close from uh, ACB, man. That That's up in uh, 1168. And someone has their foot on it. Like right here, it seems like there's a solid offer here. What's the pre-market high here? Uh, 1080. So just keep it. If, if, you know, if you're following Dennis's train of thought here, take a look at, uh, you know, the pre-market highs and see if you get any follow through to that. And, um, and then look for the two-day close on this issue. But man, that's way up in the $11 handle. So that's it. Uh, CGC probably looking the same way. They do. They all had yeah. ugly candles yesterday. This is what, nice what setup. It's a nice setup to sell. Okay. The textbook would say sell in my my textbook would say sell this rally. Wow, Tilray got up to twelve bucks a couple of days ago and back down. So okay, we'll keep an eye on the pot stocks. I mean Tilray's getting half its losses back from yesterday. That's a good one right there. Just look at. I don't think you're gonna get up. I think you're gonna run a major resistance up seven percent this morning. I think you're gonna run up in a major resistance around nine. And I don't know if I don't think you're going to get all the way there. I think there's going to be profit takers. So, yeah, I don't like them. All right. George Chan says, Triple D, you were right on ACB last month, 100%. Okay. Thank you. He says. All and right. That right um, there is the problem. Is that Mitch? No, yes. Mitch. Yes. I got some, got some information for you guys to watch out for one. What do you got? Um, so, CGC has been doing partnerships with sports teams with their bile steel. Um, so it's not just in... wait what is that i don't know Bio- yeah so see so so we're given so the sports player is going to start smoking pot no it's uh what it is it's clean <laughs> clean no, healthy I'm sure. hydration so sugar-free sports drinks um, oh, wait so... though this is cgc they put like cannabis oil into yeah, well, it, drinks it, don't they well it'll be like cbd it's not it's not pot it's not okay you know it it, it doesn't have um 
uh, THC in it. It has CBD in it. So it's like that. You know, it won't get you high. Gotcha. So, so bile they, so, steel so still pass the testing. has right. become the official sports drink of the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. Um, and that just came out at 730. Um, and that's keep an another, eye on CGC. I, I, look, I think look, in the Canada the, names, the, that's the best the one. problem with, with – you know, to say not, I'm not talking about what Dennis just talked about with the trade, but if you're buying and if you're trying to buy and hold these stocks, these canopy gross and these Tilray's and these, you know, ACBs and, and Afria, APHA, if you're trying to buy and hold it, this is the problem is there's all that overhead supply. Every step of the way is going to be somebody else looking to take profits or looking to yeah, get it or get their money back or get their money. That's what I meant. Looking to get their money back, looking to get out. So that's the problem. It's why I am bullish pop, but I have avoided these names like the plague. The Canadian ones have been terrible. They've had a run here in the last month because all the leaders became laggards and the laggards became leaders. So this is not even, you know, all about pot. I mean, a little bit about Biden. Yes. So, yes, you know, that's helped. But it's also been that, you know, you've got stocks like Ford and General Electric that have just ripped higher. People have looked and they want to look for what's been lagging. And that's what they've been buying in the last month. So you have two catalysts that have run why the pot stocks have run. One, Biden presidency. We know he's going to be more loose on the restrictions there. And then two is laggards are leading. And those have been laggards. I don't know when that party ends, but I think it does end. The Canadian pot stocks, like I said, I believe are grossly overvalued still. But again, story gets hot. Valuation doesn't matter, right? So story started getting hot again. Probably, you know, that Biden was the initial catalyst and then it's just continued to carry. So does this, is the story over or does the Biden presidency, the, the thought of a Biden presidency, presidency continue to drive this higher it could when i'm talking about selling these or selling these shorts short-term trades i don't know i can't you know predict that i think when you look at these stocks three years from now they're all much lower because i just see competition everywhere for these canadian ones but i don't know where you know it's going to be three months from now it's hard to predict yeah and we'll talk a little more about this tomorrow with uh with alan brockstein 832 we're going to have jeff hirsch from the stocktrader's almanac on in a couple of minutes i want to cover jet blue quickly they were amongst the companies that had an offering last night. They announced a 35 million, I'm sorry, 36 and a half million share offering at a price of $14.40. So JetBlue raising some money, uh, probably good for the health of the company, but bad if you're a shareholder right now. This is the problem of buying the laggards is that the stocks get up in price and the companies are still in trouble. So buying all the, you know, the airlines and the cruise lines, you know, and the fuel cells of the world that just to continue to need to raise money. I mean, that's the problem is that as the prices go up, it's a lot more attractive to do an offering. offering. Yeah. So, you know, I got whacked with the NCLH, you know, I was long and I held a little piece and they did an offering and then they nailed it back down. I mean, American airlines have done the same thing. I mean, they have to do this. They're still not through the woods. So even though we can see the light at the end of the tunnel, they still got to get the train through the tunnel. So they are going to do more dilution. Some of these companies going forward. So they, they rally up, they need to raise cash. So what the better, best time to raise cash is when everybody's hot for your stock. So that's what they, you know, that's why you see fuel cell do it too. Everybody's hot for their stock. So they, they raise it and they had to still do it way in the hole. So, I mean, JetBlue is the same thing. They need probably the money to get them through. I do believe that there's light at the end of the tunnel here. I would probably be inclined to buy the JetBlue. We're, do we have an offering price on JBL? I thought yeah. he said 1450. Yep, I did. So it's below it. 1440. It's actually trading below it. I, I, I could get on board with, I, I think you got it. I don't think it's going to bounce right out of here, but. I, I could get on board with buying some JetBlue if you really think the reopening's coming. But again, you know, you look at where it was. It was 7, 14, and started at 20. Some of these other airlines are a lot more discounted than JetBlue is. And I'm just looking from where they were when COVID started. So JetBlue is basically 21, got down to like six bucks when we thought the world was ending. It's back 14, 16. The other day it's at 14. I mean, you look at American Airlines and you're sitting at 14 and it was at like 28. So you're getting a better, you know, if you're just looking at where they were to where they, you know, maybe they're in worse shape, but save the same thing. Some of these are down 50, 60% still. JetBlue is only off about 25, 30%. So I think the other ones are maybe more attractive if you're, well, if you're buying airlines. Yeah. Uh, offering prices acting as resistance right now. And then also just interesting when this thing uh, fell off the cliff, I mean, it got hit in February 
uh, the March high. Let's go to the monthly's high, monthly highs here. Uh, March was sixteen eleven, and then oh boy, and then in November you got up to sixteen fifteen, and then so far this month, which is still young, got up to fifteen seventy seven. So just marked down sixteen bucks on that one. I mean, of course, the offering price temporary resistance, but. In order to major break out on the upside, uh, three monthly highs in the $16 area. I'll be, I'll be keeping an eye on that, and I don't think you're going to get a chance to buy it you know, uh, in single digits. But what was the low on that? Well, this is probably pretty easy. The low was a 661. If you had about a 10-point move, I mean, I'd be really interested. Got a lot of in, yeah, $11, $12 area, but I don't think it's getting that low. I don't think it is either. All right, um, waiting on Jeff Hurst to hop in uh, to okay. Off. We can go forever. What about Workhorse? Yeah, oh. talking all these momos. Workhorse uh, getting hammered this morning because of the delay in the UP- USPS decision. Yep, it is a show me story, and they're saying, "Well, we're going to show you a little bit later." Uh, the decision on the USPS next generation mail truck uh, contract that Workhorse is, of course, one of the finalists for, has been moved. Uh, pushback reportedly decision will not be coming now until Q2 of next year. It's a long time to wait. Investors don't want to wait around that that's, much. So that's... they're hammering it. What a what a range this has been in, though, eh, Joel? <laughs> this is I like know. that channelingstocks.com stock, man. 15 to 30, 15 to 30. You're buying a 15, you're selling a 30, I guess. I don't know. Keep like they train the range until it doesn't work anymore. Buy the dip, sell the rip. That's it, man. You got this figured out, Mitch. Come on, guys. I mean, I, I, they're it's really, a simple I game. Mean, they're, they're, uh, they're really punishing this thing for a delay. They're hammering I'm, it. Yeah. Uh, I think it's this a thing long is delay. Go I, I would be careful. Quarter. People are into the short termism of this market. They don't want to wait three, four months to find out. They're like, sell first, ask questions later on this one. Yeah. Take I, 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 I'd be, 15 bucks. I'd be a buyer. I don't think it gets there, but maybe it does. I like it at 15 because everybody else bounced there like a bazillion times. Yeah. I, I'm going to be looking for 12. 12 you think tens. it's going to 12? Yeah. That's, that's my Holy opinion. Mitch is really bearish here. And this is from a person that was a, a big bull in this stock. So. You were. You were the first one in it. You got us in a three bucks. Uh, yeah. I like it at 15. So if it gets down to 15, I'll buy some. Put uh, my just, order in there. <clears throat> Just on a day perspective, I mean, they're really punishing this thing for uh, for a delay. So that's what the that how how the street wants to react to it. I mean, it did get to eighteen bucks now at nineteen eighty eight. I I don't think you're going to get a shot at this thing at eighteen bucks today. Just that quick drop, and now it's coming back up. So after you hit eighteen, you can look at potential resistance in 2068 that was the high of the rebound triple d andre noble tip 599 he's uh sees resistance at six uh he wants to know what you think of tesla here at 566 it's a hard trade because right now the story is you know in profit taking mode here so you know we've had such an incredible run yeah that ugly candle was an easy call yesterday to say that they're probably going to sell into that rally because they had people caught they've already now sold into the rally you still got to remember the offering or the you know it's going into the s p they're gonna have to buy a lot of stock i think that gets front run basically people just coming in ahead of it so i think it will resume its uptrend i look at 554 the low from two days ago. And this is just a trade. And remember, there's a lot. This is a very crowded trade. So it can do some wild things. So it's high risk, high reward here. But I'd say I think you bounce in the 550 area eventually. And then probably eventually, I think you're going to be above 600 again before that, before it moves in the S&P. I think it'll be a topping event for the stock. I do believe like, you know, that S&P, the S&P ad, when they finally get it, it's going to be wild. And we don't even know what's going to happen. It's going to be wild. I believe it's on the 21st, Spencer. Well, if, wait, effective the 21st. Okay. Yeah. So, you're always on mute there. Effective the 21st. So, that means like really the 18th. The 18th. The 18th is going to be the fireworks because it's effective the 21st. So, Friday the 18th. Oh, and they even throw it on the triple wedge. So, just for fun. <laughs> so, we just throw a little more volatility in there, too, Joel. We'll do it on the triple wedge. Oh, so really? <laughs> maybe maybe uh, they should have considered doing it on the 25th. 
or the 11th and not doing it on the triple witch to even get more craziness going but it's just me SP. i guess i should have commented for you um i didn't realize that they were trying to do it on a triple witch fry option expiration you remember how you know what i'll just say about this one remember how it acted at 500 you know it got up there that was after the split and he had a pretty good uh revert yeah. you know reverse off that yeah. i think i think 600 is going to be the same one i, I think and, so too Yep, and uh, I don't think know, it's it an ha- easy road now. Yeah, and I think a little people are caught. I think that I don't know. You know, it had that crazy range from you know four, you know four ten, or you know four hundred to four fifty. I mean, you know, why not come back and test the top of that range? I mean, why can't Tesla go back down to four fifty? Right? I mean, is that? I, I don't think it's going to go that far be- before the you know before the the ad. I think that no, uh, not before the ad, but I, I think I, I think yeah, I think it, I, wherever I think it's going to top out there, right around between the 18th. I think your Tesla, like 52 week high for a long time, is going to be somewhere between the 18th and the, like the 22nd, right in there. So you know you're going to be right in those couple of days. That's where you're going to want to be a seller, I believe, um, into all that buying pressure that's going to happen. But it can sometimes top out before it too. Like I said. You know, it's such an anticipated event. And think about how crowded this trade it's is. It's a crowded Everybody, trade, yeah. It's a crowded long already. So, um, you know, it, 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 it could have a little cool off here. We're still a couple of weeks away. So, you know, you're talking almost three weeks away here. So it could have a little cool off period before that, too. So it's not just like easy money. It was easy money, the 450, this, you know. To, uh, Has anybody downgraded day. it in a while, too? You know, that's Always another. Always got the guts right now with the S&P yeah. ad coming. Really? I, I All right, so. I'm downgrading I it. Downgrade it. You're downgrading it. Joel's doing it. You <laughs> own it. The last downgrade. Last he owns it for crying out loud. I want to sell it. <laughs> last I want to sell, sell that, and gotta, I want to sell. Gotta, you you know what? Your... I'm really, <clears throat> I really want to sell Peloton. I know you want to sell all these. I, I really do. About these things, all it's still holding on, man. I know. Hold on, I, pretty good. I know. Zoom, I just zooms four hundred. Zoom spooked me, man. That, that's what I'm going to do. The best gonna, quarter ever, and they hammered it. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna show Lisa this this Zoom chart. <laughs> you got to put the business proposal together to be able to sell <laughs> the stock. He's got to write up the business plan. Use Zoom as his indicator there, showing the charts, show all the technicals, and maybe she'll approve it. Maybe no, she she'll say, "Well, buy more." No, yeah, she'll no. Well, we're not going to buy more. I does Lisa you. ever sell anything? No, nope. no, she never sells. No, She's a genius, I don't think so. Man. Actually, the I don't think, at all time highs. I think we've been investing to get well, we've been married for 30 years, investing for I I I don't think ever. She's I don't never think she's never given anything. the green light to sell anything, although you've sold stuff. <laughs> <laughs> never yeah. sell. I mean, when the markets only go up, which is kind of proven Where's true Mr. considering Hirsch? at all time highs. Do I, we know? I sent him an email. Don't know where he is. Did he confirm <laughs> it? He did. And oh, he's oh man. Anyway, uh, let's go to the All chat right. here. There's a bunch of tickers that they're dropping in. We there. can talk forever. Yeah. Um, space. Jeff, if Jeff blows us off, he's gonna fall into the. Um, should I mention the people that are banned from coming on the show no, or not, Spencer? Don't do that. Benny, did we ban Benny off? Because he brags too much. <laughs> he, I think I want to ban Benny off. Like <laughs> How many people are banned, Spencer? Uh, coming on. Is well, there a few? Greater yeah. than one, and usually when you stand us up, that's a, that's a tough <laughs> I, one. I, would I know there's two for sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Virgin Galactic. I SP- think Peter Schiff is banned now, isn't he? No. No. Peter, oh, we'll have Peter Schiff. Yeah, Peter. <laughs> he just yelled at us that day, but he shows up. He shows up. Because he, he, he got dressed up, he was in. The I know studio. you dressed up was when we were before we had video. <laughs> he was so angry at us because it's like I put makeup on or something. <laughs> I got all dressed up. This is radio, and then he comes on. He's so professional. After you just like yelled at us before it came on. All right. That was a four. That is too much information. Oh, he's good. Peter's listening. He'd laugh about that. We love you, Peter. Come back on our show. Okay. Here's a video now. Here's here's a question from the Benzinga.com chat. Go with the W. uh, Virgin Galactic, SPCE, good time to sell into the top of the range, or is this going to break out? You know what? This is a storied stock, and it's all about the story. So I don't I was in it. I said I wasn't going to sell it, and I did sell it, and I don't have it now. I want to pull back to get back in. 
I, I, I screwed up. I had a bunch of this stock. I knew, you know, I bought around $15 and I sold some of 20 and I sold some more at 22. And then I was like, ah, I think the story's cooled out. I should have rebought it. It gave me a chance even after that at 17. So I sold well, but didn't rebuy. That's always my problem. I did not rebuy. So I think the story is still intact. It, 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 it carried it. It's, it's also interesting that it hasn't sold off yet. You have all these, you know, high flying momos that have really run in the last couple of weeks sell off like Palantir, you know, has had an ugly fuel cell, you know, Jemiah has come down the mountain base still holding on, still holding on that Fubo. Those two stocks are still holding on. So I don't know, maybe it's a catch up train. They're eventually going to sell off, but I tell you so far, so good for space shareholders. It, yeah. I, 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 would, I, think uh... you're, I think you're due for a pullback though. I mean, if you're, you know, if you're thinking about that, then, you know, look at yesterday's high. Uh, that was uh, 20, uh, 29.59. So keep an eye on that. Uh, also, you know, the high close of the move, that was yesterday at 28.35. So just right down that 28.35, you know, level. And, you know, if it, if, I mean, it's still 45 cents above that. So as long as it holds that, I, I just wouldn't like to see it you know, lose that lot. Or if it hangs out there, let's say it sells off a little bit today and then hangs out there for a couple of days, that might be a little bit of a signal that, uh, you know, someone is uh, trying to work out of the piece. Um, also just looking at the monthly candles here. I know we, we've got up in this area a few other times It's still early in the month, but boy, oh boy, if you don't think it's going to work a little bit, part of that lower monthly candle, I, I think you got a little bit of work to do in that area, but keep an eye on that, uh, that high close of the move. That was yesterday, 2835. All right. And just to address something from the chat real fast, you know, we, we try to talk about stocks that we can have some, that we have knowledge oh of, or that we can provide some insight on. Uh, for all the people who are dropping SNDL in there, like Sundial, this is the penny stock of the week. That's not in our wheelhouse. We we're not. Yeah, gonna, what are we going to say about it? We're not going like to be that. able to give you any any like knowledge that can help you because you have to trade what you know. And we, we don't know this. We don't know what this. is it? SNDL. SNDL. Sundial Growers. It's your hot stock of the week. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm sorry, like that's just not in our in our wheelhouse. It's not in our bag. We're not penny stock traders, right? Um, I, I've you know you know and obviously you know there's a lot of people that make money in penny stocks. I think we all start in penny stocks. My first ever stock trade was a penny stock, but I evolved into trading you know different arbitrage strategies because I realized penny stocks is like going to the casino. You know, betting on red or betting on black. Sometimes you're going to, you know, score big and sometimes you're not. But, you know, your buddy, I won't say his name, gave a great quote. And he said, penny stocks are for scammers and dreamers, is what he said. And, you know, my buddy kinda, or your it's buddy? kind of true. Or Spencer's buddy? No, Joel's buddy. That was Jeff. So the penny uh, stocks, oh. scammers and dreamers. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, you know, I, I, it's kind of <laughs> true though. Like, I mean, people are trying dreaming about getting rich on this penny stock. And then there's so many scams in these penny stocks too, pump and dumps and all kinds of, you know, stuff out there too. It, it It's tough. So, you know, you can get caught up in the hype and you can make some, they don't worry, make money quicker than penny stocks because they can really move. But you also, I'd say for every one, and everybody wants to focus on the one going, there's like nine that are going down. So it's like finding the needle in the haystack. What's going to be the next hot penny stock? And you get a whole bunch of these things, and you have 10 of them going down on you, and then maybe you'll strike it rich on one of them. But it, it's tough. you got to get very diversified when you're trading penny stocks. Can anyone, think of a single penny go down. Can anyone think of a single penny stock that actually turn into a good long-term story? I guess AMD, because AMD was a, was a buck in... Well, for a long time, AMD wasn't a penny stock though, because it came from 40. It was a right. B, it was a stock that we thought was going, you know, it was a chip Intel at eight all its lunch. And, you know, obviously Lisa suit came around and turned that entire company right. around, Right. but it wasn't like your typical, like they actually had a business model. I mean, some of these penny stocks, you know, just it's conceptual stuff. Yeah. Like it's not even really businesses, you know, some of them have businesses, but some of them don't even have much of a business at all. You know, you're in concept stage. And even the SPACs, and, like some of these are still. That's who I was going to say. That's why the SPAC thing is so crazy. Because these SPACs, they're also concepts. They're Most concepts. Of them have businesses yeah, they're concepts. And you know what? A lot of these aren't going to work out. But, you know, some of them, you know, have worked out very well. But it's hot. People want to get rich fast. Everybody who's joined the market in the last Mar March, April, May, we've said this, you know, been spoiled. Market's gone straight up since March. 
And they're like, man, it's so easy to make the market. I'm quitting my day job, I'm just becoming a full-time trader. I can make more money at this. But how is the next year going to look? And how are you going to, you know, go when you, you get into a serious bear market? You know, that's always, you know, the question. So I, I stay away from the smaller stocks because they're more unpredictable. I like to, you know, have setups where I can kind of predict things. You know, you just get one headline on a penny stock and, you know, like XBA and it goes up 100% in two minutes. I mean, you know, and then some of them, you know, get a bad headline, they can fall substantially. And some of them actually go bankrupt. So it, it's tricky. I like to trade stuff that's, you know, more predictable. That's why I'm more into the mega caps. People always say, you know, I, I talk boring stocks a lot. We talk, we try to talk a little bit about everything on the show, but boring is what makes me money. Personally, I make all my money trading boring stocks. You know, if I'm looking at what I have in my overnight portfolio, I got XLU, I've got, um, you know, I've got That's all right, of it's all big caps, boring stocks, Bank America, Procter and Gamble, you know, Coca-Cola. It's, you know, the, all the boring names, but, you know, I'm just trading them, doing a little index arb against them and, and looking, you know, at different relationships and trading relationship based trades that are more predictable. All right. Yeah. I just wanted to put that out there because there was a bunch of people who were asking about that one in, in the chat and I just, we have nothing to say about yes, it. Yes, they won't be asking about penny stocks. Anymore. No, we, we I, talk penny stocks. I like the penny stock questions because sometimes no, there's a ton. But I don't, mean, don't also, put your, don't, don't put your real money. Like, don't go also, put you know, all also, your money in a penny stock. You also, know, you they around, traded sub pennies. That's the thing. I mean, it's trading at 0. 0.7589 not, right not, now. Who? I mean, I mean, pennies are confusing enough. It's What is that? Trading in what? What's stock? Hundreds. This uh, SNDL it trades in What's what thousands? Oh, you're looking at those ten thousand five nine millions. Yeah, no. Uh, but anyways, uh, all, right. all right. What else you want to talk about here, Spencer? What do you um, want to cover? Let's see. We should. Uh, oh, did, did we cover like that? The out of the out of favor, the high flyers sort of going on to favor yesterday. I, I guess we did a little bit, but like you, you look at all these names that have been in favor. I, I guess we talked about that earlier. Um, I was thinking about. Uh, I mean, there is some rotation out of those small. We the, the main major rotation we were seeing yesterday was out of the Jemayas, out of the stocks that were making a twenty percent a day. Because right now they're losing a twenty percent a day. I know I'm still long a little bit of Jemaya, and they were moving into the mega caps. I mean, the big day yesterday was Apple. Apple broke out yesterday, one twenty. That was a major resistance point. That was a breakout yesterday. So if you're looking at what to buy. I think uh, I'm long Apple in the long-term portfolio, but I like it for a trade here too. I mean, it just classic breakout through 120. It's pulling back here a little bit, a little bit with the market. So, well, yeah, but I'm looking at that 120 all those little highs. I think I think there's room here. And if you think, and if you believe in seasonality, and we were going to have Jeff Hirsch on, but if you believe in like the Santa Claus rally coming and stuff, it'll be stocks like that that carry us again. I would not be surprised if Apple can challenge all-time highs by the end of the year. So, you know, you look at Apple, had a good day yesterday. Amazon's been a consolidation station forever around 3,200. That, you know, you're setting up where you get into December. People are looking, oh, Christmas coming. Everybody's going to be buying everything on Amazon. Think about the story there. I, I think Amazon could go to 3,500 by the end of the year. So there's two setups we're giving you right now. Facebook had its breakout. It really moved yesterday. But again, it was in consolidation station. People had forgotten about the mega cap tech for a while. They forgot about the fangs because they were making so much money in the small little stocks, you know, the small little tech stocks. But now all of a sudden, yesterday, those turned back into favor. So I would be a buyer of a pullback in Facebook. I'd be as trades. I would be a buyer of a pullback in Amazon. I'd be a buyer of a pullback in Apple. I own Apple. I own Amazon, the long-term portfolio. But I would also put those on for trades here right now. I think they set up well into the end of the year as long as the market holds up. All right. Um, let's see here. You just talked about so many different stocks. The big fang. I just talked fang. Okay. Uh, so you can go we, on to something else. Someone asked a comment about why is Dunkin' Donuts flat is because it's getting taken out, right? What was the takeout price? 106 yes. or something. So, yeah. uh, Big Bill D likes when I get irritated. You should try watching a Michigan football game with me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Really do not that. try that. I do not recommend that in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> okay. Uh, Bill gets a bit stressed out watching football. <laughs> Not anymore. I'm 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 used to used to losing. Joel and Mello. 2020 is mellow Joel out this year. <laughs> I, I all my teams lose all the times. So I only cheer for the loser teams, the Detroit Tigers, the Detroit Lions. I decided I didn't like the Red Wings, so I chose the Edmonton Lions because they Red Wings won too much. So that's why I didn't like them either. I only cheer for loser teams. Well, what we need is Joel to be the mascot of FUBU TV now. 
I'm telling if Fubo is holding up here, Mitch, I'm still long at full disclosure. A little bit of an ugly candle yesterday, and you get the now the good news. Uh, it makes me want to sell the rest oh, of my stock wow. into this rally, but I kind of believe in the story here still. This Fubo TV. What's the market cap on this puppy? This hit 31. Yeah, it's probably uh, it's probably could go red today. I mean, I probably should ring the register on the rest of it, but I have just a small piece left, twenty percent of the position. I sold it all too soon again. What's the market cap? Um, one point eight billion. Wow. You know, I don't. We know gotta watch. We gotta cover PLTR. I'm just Palantir. Yeah. I know they love this stuff. We never oh, talk about oh, it. Look at that. That's an ugly Ooh. day. Yeah, but, this uh, is all those little names people are panicking out. They thought stocks only went up, and now all of a sudden, ooh, hey, they pulled the rug out from under them. Twenty bucks, Joel. This thing bounced twenty. No, wow. Who knows? It was ten. I think. It, I think at twenty, it could bounce. And this was a Morgan Stanley downgrade, right? Did they downgrade it today? Spence. Uh, that makes I me thought, want to buy. I it. I... There's a bunch of readings this morning. Yeah, there it was a downgrade. So mm. that makes me want to buy it. It's not. It hasn't stopped going down yet. So we're trading at the lows of the pre-market session. Nothing in here. Dennis mentioned a twenty-dollar level. I see twenty. There's a lot of air down here to twenty sixty-three. Uh, boom! That close was twenty-three eighty-two. You know what? It seems to be some a little bit of congestion at uh, twenty-one. You had a high at twenty-one forty-five, and it closed that day at twenty-one oh four. And then you had the big run up, you know, obviously to thirty three fifty, and then it got Citron twenty sixty three low here. I I maybe try and hold out for twenty one here, uh, but a uh, lot of downside, a lot of downside in this one, just in a short period of time. And we were talking about this on the uh, on the pre on uh, the post show, uh, actually the day that it got Citron, and uh, it had was that, this one Citron? It, yeah, it did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Calling it Citron is, is, you know, I mean, what should I say? That's a verb. Just because it came out negative, I like he doesn't always have the same effect on stocks. So he didn't like. No. He didn't crush Palantir. Some kind of did though, because it's straight down from that day. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I call him the bubble buster. We love Andrew Left. He's he's, Andrew Left's awesome. No, I know, but I'm saying his comments don't always affect the stock in, in the same way. I, I This was like a half a Citron, I feel like. Maybe not. Anyways, I, I believe it was the day that it topped out with the 33.50. I remember saying that day, though, it didn't go, it went down a little bit and then it came all the way back up. So it gave you a second opportunity, but then the Andrew left factor. So yes. it eventually sold off. The guy makes good calls, man. Um, yeah, some good ones, some bad ones. He's been on the show. I, I like Andrew left. Yeah, he was on a couple weeks ago. He's actually, uh, he's actually a really good guy. Just to uh, give a quick preview of the earnings calendar today, a little bit light, mostly software names, CrowdStrike, After the Close, Splunk, Zscaler, uh, Okta, Cloud. and Blake. Those are the names. It's Cloud Night. Yeah, it's Cloud Night. And then tomorrow morning is Dollar General and Kroger. So uh, Cloud Stocks earnings today. Yeah. Um, any ratings that jumped out to me, let me see. Kohl's caught an upgrade today from Deutsche Bank to Bob. Who's upgrading Kohl's now? For Deutsche- real? Yep, thank you for very real? much. We've got an upgrade to Oh, that's a sell. I'll 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 take the other side of the DB analyst there. That's just that's just wow. so for the party. Look at Stock that. Stock was $20 four weeks, three and a half weeks ago. It's now 36. So it goes up 85% and now you upgrade it. That's our bad call of the day right there, in my opinion. I think you're ringing the register in Coles just because the DB analyst upgraded it. That's my opinion. Uh, someone just threw in LPSD, I think, Lightspeed. All right, did I get company, that right? LSPD. Yeah. Oh, is that it? Yeah. Uh, is that Canadian? Lightspeed POS Inc. Point of sale. Yeah. Okay. I think it's Canadian. 55 bucks. I mean, I know they said something about a couple acquisitions. I don't know about that, but I'm just looking at like this This 55 is sticking out here like a sore thumb. So uh needs to take that out. Three highs in a row, 56, 55, 50. I guess it's a little bit higher and 55, 62. But you got 
You got a major seller between 55 and 56. Yeah. I don't know if he or she's done yet yeah. uh, or they're going to step down. But man, that, that looks like a that looks like a triple top to me. So if you want more upside, you better close over 56. Bucks. Yeah, you got that one right on. If it goes over 56 and it gets interesting again. But right now, I think especially with what's happened with Jemiah's and the plant palantirs and the fuel cells, you know, and you've had a hell of a run here, too. There could be some profit taking in store, but it gets over 56. The good news is, again, this one hasn't been smacked around as hard as those, so maybe it wants to go higher. I mean, these are the kinds that, you know, if those other stocks turn, these stocks could lead the, the way now. These could be your new leaders. So above 56, it's interesting. Until it's over 56. Yeah, um, you got to be. There, not, there's someone working it. out of a piece here in a new stock. And uh, yeah. I don't want to talk about Neo. I just I don't want to talk <laughs> about We're not going to do it. We're not going to do not it. not going to talk about it. All right. Uh, I, I don't know. It. I don't it know. It looks broken it. now. That's an ugly breaking trend. I think you're selling rallies in Neo. Selling? What's a rally, early, Dennis? It's down well, 472. Down five bucks, but I'm saying it gets back up. I think you saw. I'm they might selling. sell 5,287 cars next quarter, is what I'm hearing. And, that, <laughs> and that's going to be like a 72% increase, but. I don't know. I'm not going to talk about that one. It was worth more than GM. That was when it just got silly. All right, Spencer, who's our guest for tomorrow? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I don't know what happened to, to Jeff Hirsch. Maybe it's Jeff Hirsch. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to uh, sync up with him. Tomorrow, we're, we got Alan Brockstein, so we're, we're going to talk more pot on tomorrow's show. Uh, I want to remind you all, uh, you can catch a replay of this, uh, obviously, on YouTube, but also we're on every major podcast platform. Thanks to all the comments, all the likes, all the super chats. Uh, hit that like button. Show us some love there. Please re remember that all the information from our show, all of our shows, meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. We'll be back at 3.40 p.m. Eastern time to wrap up today's session. In the meantime, everyone, have a good rest of your day and good luck out there. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.